Welcome everyone to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher, and today we're going to talk about accountability and special education. We're going to talk about accountability inside of the IEP team because accountability is a big issue, not just for parents, but for teachers, for therapists, for admins, for anybody who's on the IEP team. Because let's just face it, there's a lot of moving parts inside of our IEP teams. And a lot of us are depending on somebody else to do their piece before we can do our piece, before we can really follow through. I can tell you after being in the field for over 25 years, working with parents, working with schools, having been a teacher, that this accountability issue, this accountability concern is a huge thing. I can also tell you that, you know, having been a teacher and I went to school, I got a bachelor's degree, a master's degree. I've met a lot of different people in the special education community. Nobody went to school to fail at their job as a teacher. Nobody went to school to become a therapist and then work in the schools and say, you know what? Um, I'm not going to follow through on this with kids. I'm just, you know, here to do the bare minimum. It might feel that way sometimes for some parents, but I'm telling you that there is a huge amount of pressure and stress behind the scenes that every teacher and therapist and administrator has experienced, but we got to get real when it comes to accountability. It's, it's a real issue if people don't follow through on their promises because the person that it's affecting, the student, they don't deserve to have to wait longer or not get what they need because somebody's not doing their part. However, there's probably a backstory on why somebody can't do what they need to get done. So let me give you a couple of tips of what I've done to help teams become accountable to each other and serve the child to not just provide an appropriate education, but to go even a step further, to take something from good to great. But that does take some teamwork. Now, let me just clarify here. When I say holding a team accountable, I am not gonna be talking about things like compensatory education or how do you make up missed minutes or how do you make somebody pay for not doing their job? We're not going there. We're not going into that negative side of the conversation. We're going to start right where you're at, and I'm gonna give you strategies on how to move forward, how to prevent disappointment when it comes to everybody doing their piece on the IEP team. So my first strategy that I love, that I use all the time, that I will tell you inside of the Master IEP Coach Mentorship when I'm teaching parents and teachers and admins and therapists on how to become Master IEP Coaches, which by the way, if you don't know how that happens, like how do you become a master IP coach? Head over to masteriepcoach.com and you'll get all of the details. But when I teach them the strategy, they say, no way, no way, does this work? Yep, it does. All right, I've used this strategy for two decades with parents communicating with teams and they say, I don't know if I can do this. And they say, yes, you can. I mean, it's a really simple strategy, but it's effective. Here it is. When you are communicating, with the IEP team. And when I say you, I mean you the parent, you the teacher, you the therapist, you the admin. When you are communicating with the IEP team, communicate with the entire IEP team at the same time. Simplifying the communication and not saying, well, I'm gonna email the teacher about this goal and I'm gonna email the speech therapist about this goal and I'm gonna um, email the occupational therapist about this goal. And no, no. 
because all of the, the different roles on the IEP team are working towards providing an appropriate education. Now, this doesn't mean that I want you to um, email the team and complain about one person and call one person out. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about accountability such as Let's just say at the latest IEP meeting, you've decided as a team that a child needs new visuals for their morning routine, and they need to be taught how to use these visuals, and they need to um, really be able to um, build some independence in the morning routine. Guess what? That is not just the teacher's job, or the speech therapist's job, or the occupational therapist's job, or the parent's responsibility. That's everybody working together. That's everything that needs to kind of come together to make these visuals work. So why would I email just the teacher and say, you know what, where are these visuals? Because then what does the teacher have to do? Has to email the speech therapist and say, hey, do you have these visuals? This parent contacted me. Yeah, I got them, but I'm not sure if I'm gonna put the visuals together with the Velcro or if they're just gonna be flaps because I'm not sure with fine motor how that's gonna work. Let me reach out to the OT. So then the OT gets um, an email and we have to wait for the OT to get back to the speech so then the speech can get back to the teacher. Or we could email, the parent could email the team and say, hey, you know, where are we at with this, um, you know, new visual system and what's going on? And either the team is going to chat behind the scenes and send one email back to the parent, or there is going to be, you know, a reply all and a little bit of an email chain going on. But it definitely speeds up the execution when you are emailing the team as a team. We all want our IEP teams to work together, right? So let's communicate together all at once because everybody typically has a piece in making something happen. Now, simplifying this communication also gives us the opportunity to set deadlines. A lot of times we walk away from the IEP table, we've got all these great ideas and we have no idea when they're gonna happen. And then we leave the IEP room and then we, we move on with our, our day and then parents are sitting at home two weeks later going, yeah, when was this gonna happen? I don't even know. And sometimes it simmers for a little while. And another week goes by and they're like, you know what? This is still not happening. I'm giving them three weeks. I have no idea what's going on. And then anger starts to build. So if we could just simplify this communication and talk to the team as a team so they can work together as a team. And then when you get the response of, yeah, we're working on that, we'll, we'll get it together for you. Typically the team will give you a deadline. If they don't, Parents, you can ask, when can I expect this by? I want you as a teacher or a therapist or an admin, if you're hearing this right now, I want you to really consider taking your communication into the simplified structure of talking to a team as a team instead of doing this one by one and include the parent in the communication whenever possible, when it's appropriate. There are some things, parents, I'm just going to put it out there. There are some things that teachers and therapists are going to talk about that it's okay. You don't need to know the inner workings of how they're going to get something done, but you definitely need to be clued in on what's happening when it comes to providing what was promised. So when we start communicating as a team, we are also building this internal accountability because let's just say that a piece of what needs to happen definitely falls on top of the speech therapist. 
Okay, but the teacher is included in this email. Now the teacher's aware that the speech therapist, like, oh, I thought the speech therapist already gave the visuals. I had no idea they weren't there. There's gonna be a behind the scenes conversation that gives an opportunity for teachers and team members to support each other and say, what's standing in your way? How can I help? So a lot of times IEP team members don't know when somebody else hasn't followed through. And again, we're not using this email communication to call people out. We're talking about the big picture of this vis this new visual system, for example. We're talking about this, this big project that needs to happen. We know there's a lot of pieces and a lot of times one team member doesn't know if the other team member hasn't followed through, but we don't care. Quite honestly, we don't care who didn't do what, right? We just need to get it done. So let's work together as a team. And again, this gives an opportunity of what's standing in your way. It gives the teacher an opportunity to reach out to the speech server and say, hey, I thought you were gonna get this to them last week. I mean, I was including this email, like, what, can I help you with it? Can I help you get that laminated? Can I help you pop that in the mail? Can I help you design those pictures? What can I do to help you? Or if it's the occupational therapist who is holding up, you know, this delivery of this tool because we have to decide which fine motor skills should be focused on uh, during this uh, independent uh, morning routine that we're working on. We say, okay, can I help you? Can I help gather some data for you? Can I give you some logs of observations? Can I help communicate with the parent with you? And it gives a chance for you guys to work together. I am going to give you an insider tip of why things are not done a lot of the time. Now, we can make the assumptions, you know, everybody has a, a lot of things on their caseload. Everybody has a lot of responsibilities. Everybody has all of these reasons that we would assume on why something's not getting done. One of the most common reasons that something doesn't get done for a child is because somebody is lacking the skill set, knowledge, or experience to get it done. And it's embarrassing as a, a team member, especially if you're like a new teacher and you're like, I don't know how to get it done. So it kind of started to get, you know, pushed down my to-do list. And now I've missed a deadline. And now I don't know what to do next. And I can't admit to my colleagues that I don't know how to get this done. I just want to say right now that if you are not following through on a piece of your responsibility of the IEP, and it's because you don't have the knowledge or experience to do that piece, please reach out to your colleagues or reach out to your supervisor to get the trainings that you need. Parents, this is for you too. If you are um, given the task, especially now during remote learning, to do something at home that you don't understand and it's assumed that you do understand, there is no shame in saying, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to implement this. I don't know how to introduce these new visuals. Can you please walk me through step-by-step step how to get this done? If you're a teacher or a therapist and you need additional training, ask for it. We are in unprecedented times right now where we are all teaching things that we weren't trained to teach. Some of us have more experience than others in helping students reach their goals in creative ways or introducing new tools. 
you need to ask for help. When you take that first step of communicating as a team to really prioritize what needs to get happened and bring to the forefront maybe some things that have fallen through the cracks. We, again, can support each other, not just in saying, how can I help you? But it's, you know, is there anything else that I can do to make this easier for you? Do you need more knowledge? Do you need more training? We can absolutely make that happen inside of the IEP document. And speaking of that IEP document, we all know that if it's not in writing, it didn't happen in special education. Am I right? So all of these things that I just described creates a positive paper trail. Again, we're not accusing. We are bringing to the forefront the desired end result for a child. We need a new visual system. We're bringing it to the entire team so they can communicate, collaborate, and support each other. We're setting deadlines and simplifying our communication. We're supporting each other and getting those tasks done. And we're encouraging each other to ask for help and training if you do not have the knowledge or skill set to get it done. As we continue here in our remote learning for many of our students or even in our on-campus situations, if your student is going into school, it is different, it is challenging, it is like nothing that we have experienced before. But if you take these steps to help the team be accountable to each other, the biggest benefit is that we get to move forward through this chaos and reach goals when we're communicating in this manner, when we're simplifying, when we're setting deadlines, when we're supporting each other, because we are all in a tough situation that is not just a struggle, but it's actually a huge opportunity for us to find new goals, find new ways to be successful. But to do that, we all have to do our part. Again, I'm gonna encourage you to come join me in the Master IEP Coach Mentorship at masteriepcoach.com. If you wanna learn more strategies on how to build better IEPs and really improve special education outcomes by supporting parents and teachers and becoming that Master IEP Coach that your community needs, that's at masteriepcoach.com. I'll see you guys there.